We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, happy Friday, January the 6th, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you all tuning in. <clears throat> I see Madison KFC, Madair, Cody Gaskins, Cameron, John Edward, Brennan M., Travis Allen, Gene Lott, C. Youngblood, Travi Gad, Panic Ritter, Todd Smith. What's going on? Appreciate you all tuning in. Again, we are live. Also, those in the Big Cock Club Discord over the TDC Questions channel, the TDC Questions channel. Be sure your questions are answered there what's going on Hudson appreciate you tuning in again we got a packed show a lot to get into right before we went live uh Marshawn Lloyd officially announces he is headed to the fake USC out in Los Angeles so best of luck to him and uh as the great Robbie Davis says don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you again appreciate you all tuning in very excited to chat with each and every single one of you and uh, let's make sure the phone lines are open here. Of course, guys, as always, TDC brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go down with the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. When you do, use the promo code TSUS. There we go. Phone lines are now open. Use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. Guys, they got pro sports, college sports, anything and everything you can think of, they've got it. That's our friends at Prize Picks. So again, go download the app, go to prizepicks.com. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks. I can assure you, our guys in the Big Cock Club Discord are constantly posting their picks in the gambling channel. Uh, so definitely go sure, be sure to go check it out, prizepicks.com prizepicks.com or download the app and use that promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Uh, Aaron Bishop says, with the amount of people that declare for the draft when you do, I'm confused as to why we did not go undefeated. Well, here, Aaron, here's the phenomenon right now that's going on in college athletics, and it's this you know, it's. I, I talked to Brad Lawing about this last year, about a year ago to the date, actually. We had him on the show at, uh, at Tin Roof. Shout out to our guys over there. But um, it's this phenomenon where, and, and Corey Helms, I think I even saw Corey Helms tweet something about it. But everybody wants to be included, right? A, a, nobody wants to be left out. 
So even guys who don't have any eligibility left and they cannot come back to school, they are quote-unquote declaring for the draft, right? It's like, where else are you going to go? You can't come back to South Carolina. Like, I understand everybody wants their their, their, their five minutes of glory, if you will. I, hey, to each their own. But it is kind of funny, right? Like, there, there's some guys that, or there's guys that announce like, one more ride, I'm coming back. It's like, where else were you going to go? You were either going to come back to South Carolina or go undrafted and start working in the corporate world because you're not playing in the NFL. You know what I mean? It's it, it's like, and obviously each case is different, right? With certain guys that that have a year to use, whether they want to use it or not or what have you. But it, it is kind of funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> and it's one of those things that, again, I talked to Brad Brad Lawing about it last year. And, I mean, he, he shared the same sentiment of how foolish and how silly and, you know, what he thought about it. So, uh, again, Marshawn Lloyd headed to Southern Cal. I, you know, I uh, I don't know. I don't know. I uh, I mean, what, whatever whatever you think about it, it's what you, I, I really, guys, I don't have much thoughts on it, to be honest with you. I, I don't have much thoughts on it. I mean, it's, you know, welcome to NIL and transfer portal. And, you know, it is what it is. So, um, let's see. Again, guys, 843-790-3377. That is 843-790-3377. Uh, Gamecocks taking on Tennessee tomorrow, guys. Of course, podcast dropped yesterday. Full breakdown of that game at the CLA. God bless anybody going to that one. Uh, that will be a... <laughs> that'll probably be a pretty tough one to watch, if we're being totally honest. That'll probably be a pretty tough one. Travis Allen says, if you quit the team before the season's completed, I will and don't care who likes it call you a quitter and ridicule you all I want. Donors don't like quitters. Well, you know, Travis, to your point, and I'll say this because I'm a fan, of course, of the portal and NIL and all that good stuff, um, but players have the right. And that here's the thing. This statement I'm about to make does not care about your feelings, right? So if you're somebody on Twitter that gets upset when people express their freedom of speech, tough shit, right? Tough shit. Because players have the right, and I love the portal, I love NIL, but players have the right to make big boy decisions, to go get a big boy bag, right, and make big boy moves. But those big boy decisions will come with big boy consequences. And I think there's going to be a lot of people a lot of old school college fans that, you know, when I first got into this thing, right, six years ago to the month, when I first got into this thing, what you learn very quickly, right, is you cannot talk about college athletes the way you talk about professional athletes, right? Because college athletes forever have been protected in regards to like criticisms and stuff like that. They've been protected by this shield of amateurism where it's like, oh, well, you you know, you can't be too harsh. You can't say anything because they're, they're just a college kid. You know, just they're just a kid. You know, take it easy. But a pro athlete, the second that athlete goes from being a collegiate athlete to professional and they're getting a check, hey, sick the dogs on them. You can say whatever you want. You, you, can, you can question their character, their integrity. You can go digging through their tweets. You can say this about them, that. You can call them a bum. You can call them a slapdick. 
I mean, you can tear them apart. And the excuse is, well, I mean, they're getting paid. You know, it's it's funny how a lot of people use that as an excuse to just destroy people, you know, online. Well, they're getting paid. So now, college athletes are getting paid. SEC athletes are getting paid. And so I think a lot of people are going to be uncomfortable by the reality that those criticisms that pro athletes have felt forever, the criticisms are going to start becoming more and more harsh of collegiate athletes because fans know they're getting paid. Is that right? Is that wrong? That's for you to decide, right? How you feel about that's on you. But, um, you know, for those who get bothered on social media by freedom of speech and fans voicing their displeasure over this and that, it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse because now players are getting the bag. That's it. Now players are getting paid, and we know about it, and we know about it. So, you know, if you thought fans were ruthless and relentless before, I mean, and this isn't a South Carolina thing. This is a college sports thing. Like the kid going to Tennessee getting $8 million. If he struggles, it's going to be ugly. It'll be ugly. How much worse will it be than than normal? I mean, because, you know, college fans are passionate as is. But I, I just think there's going to be some folks that are going to have to adjust to it, where it's like, well, you got to be sensitive. It's like, mm, that's kind of out the window now. Nah, I mean, it, we're, we're, the, the, the mindset has shifted from, because most guys, most big-time guys, they're not picking your school because they just love your colors and they love your mascot and they love your campus. They're picking your school because of the dollar signs. So if you're getting said dollar signs, you know, there, there's going to be big boy backlash that comes with a big boy bag. That's all I'm saying. So um, buckle up for it. Anyways, 8437903377. That's 8437903377. Yeah, Lloyd headed to U of uh, U, I was gonna say U of SC. They can have that title, U of SC. The University of Southern California. Um John Gibbs, Chris shifting to baseball, but I thought the catcher from Clem sucks to take over number one because of his hitting. He's third. John, where are you seeing a depth chart? Where are you seeing a depth chart, my guy, for baseball? <clears throat> I have not seen one. I think French is a guy, though, the transfer. And I'm, I'm really excited, guys. In about a week and a half, we'll start breaking down all things Gamecocks baseball. Uh, I think French is a guy, again, he'll compete for that catcher spot, but I don't think it's a given he's a starter. I think uh, I think you're probably going to see Lee Croy be your opening day guy. Let's jump to the phone lines. From Todd Smith. Todd, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Chris. How you doing, man? I just had a real quick question that came to my head when you were talking about the $8 million Tennessee kid. And this is a general question across the board in, uh, about NIL. Do you think there'll be more pressure on coaches to actually stick with and play these kids, whether they're performing or not, because of the big dollars that are being paid, some of them now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think absolutely. Yeah, I think that definitely is going to come with it for sure. Um you know, because yeah. then, like in in the pro, mm -hmm. when you got a a guy, I'm a Dallas fan, so let's say Ezekiel. You know, when he first yeah. started playing running back, he was killing it, mm -hmm. and then as soon as he got the big payday, his performance went down. He was automatically always hurt. Uh, you know, Dak could be thrown in that same that same basket, but 
it seems to me with this big money that people are starting to get paid for college, which I'm all for them getting paid for their performance, but if their performance is not there, are coaches and schools going to be kind of forced to, uh, you got to stick with this kid because we're paying him. Yeah, I mean, that, that does happen at the pro level, right? When you have a bunch of money sunk into a guy, it's like you're, you're going to exhaust every single effort to, you know, to, to get him to perform, right, and to, to get a return on your investment. So, yeah, I mean, I could definitely right. see – I, I mean, sure absolutely. Yeah, I could absolutely you're, – you're, you're, you're just inevitably going to give the guy that you have sunk in a ton of your money into, you're, you're going to give that guy more opportunities. Absolutely. It, it's – dude, absolutely. you could almost – you can, I mean, I, and I know it's a little bit different because – um I think we'd all agree Spencer Rattler is like a better player than Luke Doty. That's not like a slight, but I think we'd all agree, right, that he's just a better, yeah, better has more talent, knowledge, has more right. talent. But, but also at the same time, like, you know, there was some validity to when people were saying that, you know, through six or seven weeks and Spencer Rattler's stat line was, was very suspect. Any other quarterback on the roster would have been benched. A anybody else. Anybody oh, else would have been benched. And absolutely. So, but so when you factor in, like, yeah, we, we did all this work to get this guy here. We sunk all this NIL money in this. Like, we need to try to maximize it and get the most out of it. You know what I mean? So, because the last thing you want absolutely. is to look, look egg on your face and the investment blow up in your face. So, yeah, I mean, it, I think it definitely makes a difference. It absolutely makes a difference. And then one other quick question, and I'll let you speak on it and I'll hang up. Uh, has there been any other uh, – news on cbs and and wells and rattler as far as whether they're coming back yet or not cbs declared for the draft today he's gone i mean he was also out oh, of okay. eligibility so he you know oh, he, okay. he wasn't coming so he back okay rattler wells we we've heard nothing um maybe this weekend i don't know man i mean the, the, the clock's ticking right they've got they've got 10 days to make the decision uh classes start Absolutely. next week so I would imagine the decision will be coming soon, but, you know, we'll see. All right. Well, Chris, love what you do. Love your show as always, man, and look forward to hearing it every day. You guys have a great day. Happy New Year, and, and talk to you soon, brother. Todd, you're the man. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thanks so much. Great stuff from Todd Smith. Really appreciate Todd, and it was, uh, it was a pleasure to meet Todd Smith at the, uh, at the Tennessee game. Rocking the merch. Thank you, Todd. I appreciate the love. Also, I want to say thank you to everybody else. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you guys, the love and support, and uh, yeah, it means the world. Ruin Nation says, Chris, I appreciate the acknowledgement where I was calling the people out for calling Birch a bust, hypocrisy at its finest. Uh, I mean, listen, Ruin Nation, by the way, I appreciate you. I, I see your tweets a lot, although I don't engage a ton. I, I do see your tweets, and I appreciate the love, and I appreciate the banter and the back and forth. Um, you know, I, I've talked about it before, but I, I make it a habit more so these days to – you know, I say post and ghost. What I mean is I just don't spend all – because I could spend all day long just interacting with mentions and replying to people. And Maybe we should make that a thing. Like, maybe one day I'll just say, all right, today is just purely a Q&A on Twitter day, and let's go back and forth. And it'd be a lot of fun. But I just want to say, again, I, I, I see your tweets and everything. And, yeah, man, listen, social media is a, social media is a crazy place, dude. And, um, yeah, it, it is kind of funny. It, it is kind of funny. You know, there, there are – I'll say this, Bruin Nation, in regards to hypocrisy, uh, there are a lot of people that will praise these guys up and down and, and, and kiss the ground they walk upon and never say a bad word about them. But the second they transfer whatever depart, whatever it is, they'll turn their back on them. So, let's awesome. turn to the phone lines. Ralph. 
Ralph, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing well, Chris. What about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? So, man, these keyboard warriors today, whoo, our fan base, once CBS announced he's going, and it's one of those, you know, I feel like people need to put this in perspective. Kid's been playing football for five years. Yeah, he's going to the NFL. He's a running back, man. You got maybe three to four years before your body might break down. Anybody that's like, oh, he's got eligibility, let's let's pipe down, let him do what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, kid played in the bowl game, kid did whatever. He might have a COVID year, but at his age, when you think about it, he's got to make a decision that's right for him. I feel like what's getting lost in all this is Lavoisier Carroll, I don't think people remember when Muschamp was recruiting him. That kid's a stud, mm-hmm. right? He went to Georgia and got playing time at a position he didn't even want to play. Got a ring out of it. We still got him. DJ Braswell, that kid's got some effing wheels on him, right? Hmm. Like, if you're CBS, you're going to be splitting carries with all of them. And it's one of those, I don't know how much you guys are following it, but the kid, the kid from FSU that just went in the portal, guess who's on his short list? <laughs> the game cop. So there's a good chance we might get him, who quite frankly, if you watched FSU this year, guy's a dog. Hmm. Guy is a dog. Right? So it's one of those, as a fan base, I get it. It always looks like, oh, the world, the sky's falling apart. And I've been there myself before. But as you always say, we got to trust in Beamer, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's shown time and time again, guy can do less with more. When everybody thinks the sky's falling apart, he manages to, you know, get us in the right place. This is, and I get it, a lot of us are still kind of in the, phase of we're still recovering we've been in a batter relationship because the the guy in georgia i'm not even going to mention anymore because at this point it's just a broken record with him and what happened with his program that higher so it's one of those have a little faith in beamer and look what's actually in the pipeline and look what we have cbs is a great kid i wish him all well in the nfl we need to stop with the whole sky falling apart oh my god the ncaa needs to do something about nil well let's just See how it plays out, have a little time. And like I said, you know, we are in a very good position to land maybe the best transfer running back in the portal. Mm-hmm. Let's see how things play out, right? Well, I, I think also, too, <clears throat> again, people have to remember that Christian Beal Smith was literally out of, out of eligibility, so he couldn't come back. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. he, he, he quote-unquote declared for the draft. I mean, he, he made his future plans known, but – I mean, there there was really no decision. I mean, it's it's you know what I mean. So, yeah, I mean, just support him, keep it moving. Like I said, he did it the right way. Played his year yeah. here, finished out his career, declared after the season. I mean, what you can't ask for anything more than what he did. It's just unfortunate he wasn't healthy, but yeah. But I mean, yeah. you know, to slam the kid or talk down on him is something that's like only a spiteful, bitter ex girlfriend or ex boyfriend would do something that dumb. Where it's like the guy, the guy, like you said. The guy doesn't have any eligibility left. Mm. He's done everything he can. He's been a pretty good ambassador for the program, all things considered. And from what everybody said, you know, he's been a great teammate to everybody else. Like, I I, I keep on going back to it. It's like, I, I know it's been a while, but, like, Lavasi Carroll, watch his tape again. That kid was – is special, right? Mm. Again, he, play, he went to Georgia, was promised to play running back. Obviously, that is a running back room where – 
they got 44 star or they got 45 stars mm-hmm. in that running back room was willing to go ahead and play a position he's never played before and got playing time. Like the guy played and contributed on a national championship team at a position he had never played before. When you think about the athletic skills of what that takes, that's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those. And like I said, Braswell too, like that's a kid that there's a potential. Look at his offer sheet. Look at who was after him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a four-star. He, wasn't, he won the five-star. But look at who, who was going after him. Bam, all these other schools where it's, he had offers out there where this kid could play, could name where he wanted to go and could play there. He chose us. Kid wants to be here. So, you know, and I know everybody's heard about Birch and whatever it is, or how are all these guys leaving? This is, I think, a big thing we need to consider, too, is look at who is leaving the program. Look at who they got here. There is a correlation. Are these guys that Beamer brought in? How many guys that Beamer brought in are, you know, after one year saying fuck off or after one year being like, I'm going to go chase a bag or I've got other things I got. You don't see a lot of that, do you? It, there seems to be a correlation of who's going and who's staying. A lot of the guys that were going, they were part of the old regime. And, you know, there was – you've talked about this before. The culture of that old regime seemed to be, I'm going to do what's best for me. If it aligns with the program, great. If it doesn't, I'm looking out for mine, which is fine. That's, that's an attitude you can have. You know, in, in the, I'm sure everybody that's worked professionally, that is an attitude you can have, and a lot of times that is a successful attitude. But when it comes to the team and the culture, and what I think Beamer's trying to build is, I'm here for us, guys. Mm. I'm Like you said, I'm playing for that block C. All we got's all we need. That's all we can really do, right? Mm. And there were guys on that team, if you watch that Gator Bowl, we were out, what, 11 starters? Yeah, yeah, a lot of guys. A lot of guys missed that one. Didn't play in that game. Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? No, nah, I was saying a lot of guys missed that game. You're right. Yeah. We we were we were down maybe 40% of our guys, and we went toe-to-toe with a team that has some fucking talent on it. You can say Notre Dame's down. It's like Notre Dame, they were down three starters that game. And to be frank, yeah, calls didn't go our way, but, they, but the guys that were there played their asses off. And I'm not a moral victory guy. You know, you either win or you don't. But I'm also a guy that realizes failure can lead to success. Sometimes the best way to succeed is to get your ass kicked or to go through a tough time, right? That's usually how you grow as a person. I feel like, you know, as a fan base, we kind of need to take a step back and look at that. What's gone on so far, right? What has Shane Beamer done since he's been there? He's built on, he's always found a way to build. And you know, with the NIL, I get it. We can't throw money at Jordan Burke. We can't throw money at all these guys. But, you know, part of what we can do, though, and, and what I was excited to see, yeah, Burke left. But did, did you watch Des U? Has anybody seen Des U play? Like, that, I'm more excited about that kid than I ever was about Burke, to be quite honest with you. Hmm. Kid had 20 tackles for loss in one season and one of the tougher divisions in the United States. The kids he was playing against, he was playing against St. Joe's and all those big private schools up there in D.C. area that can recruit, that can get kids from out of state to even come there to play on their team, you know, from Virginia and from Maryland. And that kid is 100% bought in. Reigns, 
100% bought in. I would rather have that than someone who, quite frankly, you know, is good, but is are they a good athlete or are they a football player? Which was, in my opinion, always kind of the thing with Birch is he's a great athlete, but is he a great football player? No one really knows. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm excited for the guys they, they're bringing in up front on the defensive front. And I, I think, uh, you know, Beamer is as well. And, yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. So, you, you wish the guys that yeah, I, depart nothing but the best. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we, we're bringing in plenty of talented guys up front. So, like you mentioned, Desmond Yu, I'm excited to see what he can do and uh, many, many others as well in that signing class. So, And, I mean, like I said, geez, like the portal still out there. What we, you know, as much as everybody complains about the portal, we have benefited from the portal maybe, you know, I wouldn't say more than anybody else, but we have definitely benefited more from the portal than we've been disadvantaged from. So just, you know, take it as it goes, see what happens. You know, honestly, the biggest news I thought of the week or the biggest relief was that uh, it was Justin Sepp's brother, not him. It was one Cincinnati. That was my, you know, honestly, if we're going to get mad about something or, or get irritated with, that might have been the bigger one is, had had uh they reported that correctly and Justin Steph actually been the one that was leaving. But it's one of those things where, you know, give it some time. We got a couple more days. Um, who knows what's gonna happen with Wells. I do, you know, I don't have any sources, any great sources, but from what I've heard, he's in Columbia, you know, in his apartment. So it's one of those, hey, I don't know what to say. The classes start pretty soon, and he's in Columbia. So who knows with that? I hope it's positive. If it's not, we need to give him a congratulations as well because at the end of the day, he's not leaving to chase a bag at some other school. He's leaving to, you know, further his family and financial <clears throat> further his financial situation right. by going pro, right? right? So, you know, and I get it. People are frustrated. Everybody has a right to be frustrated, but everything – you know, it's, everything's about perspective, right? You got to keep it in perspective in terms of what's really going on here. The whole, the sky's falling. No, it's because we've been in worse situations than this before, right? We, right. we were, we extended a guy that went four and eight. And again, I don't want to keep on hard from that, but we've, we've done dumber things and our programs have been at lower points than where we're at right now, right? The momentum's still there. Um, mm. Our, our recruit, the, the, the guys we got coming in from this recruiting class are completely bought in. You know, look at Big Tree, right? Mm. That was something that was supposed to go haywire. He came back, and that kid's ready to be here. We got I, I, Henderson. I know we're losing a lot of receiver. Hopefully he can get some playing time early because that kid's a stud too. So it's one of those, I just feel like, as you always say, trust the process, man, and keep things in perspective. Um, but if, if you're right now, you feel like trash and CBS, just go outside, cut some grass, you know. It's Friday. Maybe uh, grab a bush latte early or something. Um, there are other things going on right now. The last thing we need to be doing is trash. It doesn't have any agility left and for all intents and purposes has done nothing but positive things for this university. Mm. Yeah. Did he have the breakout season wanted? No. Maybe it was partly scheme. A lot of it was more than likely injury. That's how shit breaks down sometimes. And again, you got to look at it at the position he plays. Running back, I forgot who said it, but uh, mama don't let your boys grow up to be a cowboy. Mama don't let your boys grow up to be a running back because they're going to get hurt. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. You got to look at it. You got to put that in perspective of guy. Like, even if he had a year of eligibility left, 
He's got to do what's best for his body and produce what he still can. Indeed. Hey, I appreciate the call, my friend. Great stuff. Great stuff. Great insight. Yep. I appreciate the time, man. Always love what you're doing. Keep it up. Have a great weekend. No, thank you. Hey, you too. Appreciate it. Great stuff, guys. 843 That's 843-790-3377. Um, quick uh, side note. Something I discovered during the call, and I appreciate the, the caller there, by the way. A lot of good stuff there um, in regards to – I agree with everything in regards to Shane Beamer and the direction of the program. And we're, we're fine. We're good, guys. Shane Beamer's the mad scientist, I think, behind closed doors that is steering this thing. Um, Marshawn Lloyd obviously commits to Southern Cal. Did anybody else notice – that he used South Carolina's USC logo, right? We, we just, South Carolina just recently rebranded over the last couple of months from U of SC to USC, which we're all a huge fan of. Marshawn Lloyd used the USC logo, South Carolina's USC logo, in his commitment video to Southern Cal. What do you make of that? Is that a petty shot at South Carolina? I, I just, you know, I, we need some answers. Like, with, with, with the with the Marshawn Lloyd thing, like, guys, see, I, I, I think it's funny. You see people on social media, well, just, like, there's guys on social media that act like these kids are above questioning. Like, it's, it's not unfair of fans. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Not much, buddy. Not much. Hey, I was calling to talk about, I guess, a guy that don't get a lot of love. It played a lot of defensive end and defensive tackle this year. And I'm it's Tonka Hemingway. Like, we all – everybody's getting bent out of shape by virtually even. Tonka Hemingway, if you look at his stats, had more sacks this year and played not as much, nowhere near the time Burst did, had just as many sacks this year that Birch had. And I think, you know, he could be a guy that you slide over to defensive end with McLeod coming in to play beside, you know, um, Alex Huntley and hopefully Jordan Strong comes back. Um, and I think, you know, Tonka Hemway might have a little bit more dog in him than Jordan Burch. I mean, if you look at him play, he, he took a lot of plays off, you know. And um, so I, I think I think Tonka Hemway is a guy that, you know, that we're going to see kind of come out next year, I believe. Um, and I think he's a guy that, you know, they could slide over and utilize him a lot to kind of mentor um, Desmond and um, the other guy that we got coming in. I came um, – the Rams guy from uh, that we got coming in. But um, – and another thing that um, as our linebacker room, you know, with Pup Howard and I think Mo Cobble coming back and, and Stone Bland, I think um, – I kind of want to get your insight on what you think our – or how good you think our linebacker room is going to be over the next few years. Um but I won't hold you up too long. I'll hang up and just listen to your comments, buddy. Um, have a good weekend and keep doing what you do, man. Spurs hey, up. Nick, you're the man. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. Um, yeah, first things first, guys, I'll say this. is I, We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. You know, it, it, it sucks to see a 
a hometown kid Lee, but it is what it is, right? I, in regards to the football side of things, we're going to be fine, right? I have no doubts. I agree with the caller, Tonka Hemingway, uh, quietly, had another great season, right? I, I wouldn't even say quietly, really, because he made a lot of big plays, but maybe just a guy that doesn't get quite as much love as he probably deserves. Um, and then you factor in, again, the guys you're bringing in through recruiting and I'm sure through the portal. I mean, we're we're going to be fine. We're going to be good. Uh, yeah, the linebacker room. I, I think that's a room you continue to flip and, and you continue to turn. And, um, you know, I expect Stone Blanton to lead that group in the 2023 season. Puff Howard, I think, will play. I mean, I think it's, again, it's still a work in progress, right, obviously. But uh, I'll also be excited to see how many of these edge guys, how many of them also play the linebacker position. So, um, you know, I, I think it's still just a room you're trying to flip. You know, I don't think it's going to be quite there in 2023, but I think it will improve over time, right, uh, over the coming years. And I think it's obviously a point of emphasis, and it's a priority for the staff. Uh, guys, Chris Lowe tweeting this out just a couple minutes ago. Shane Beamer, who led the Gamecocks to an eight-win season, including top 10 wins over top 10 foes, Tennessee and Clemson sucks, is set to receive a huge raise. Sources tell ESPN he will go from $2.75 million to $6.5 million range annually in average salary. The board meeting today is to approve that deal. Holy shit. I mean, that is, <clears throat> you talk about a pay raise? Holy smokes. That isn't a small bump. That's a, I mean, that's a, that's a, bro, that's, that's a, that's a huge boost. That's a, 2.75 to 6.5 is is quite a jump. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. Uh, pfft, my goodness. My goodness. That is that is wild. That is wild. Um, I mean, I expected him to get a raise. I didn't know he was going to make almost three times. <clears throat> I, didn't, I didn't know he was going to make three times damn near what... Uh, you know what 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 he's what he's making now. So, you know, I, I think obviously after after the first two seasons, um, the way that this season ended, especially, you know, it's hey, you know, you wanted to lock in Shane Beamer, and uh, yeah, I love it, I love it, man. Pay pay the man, pay the man, pay him what he's worth, pay him what he's worth. Yes, Brennan M, I I, I know that he was Shane Beamer was dead last in regards to SEC coaches and their salaries. So, again, when you close out the season the way you did in the second year, um, you know, I think it's I think it's well-deserved. So, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, Brennan also says Beamer was like 66th of 69 Power 5 coaches. So, no longer, no longer. That is no longer the case. Shane Beamer is getting paid, folks. Shane Beamer's getting paid. <laughs> My God. So, mm. Uh, anyways, guys, 84-3790-3377. That's 84-3790-3377. And again, the Board of Trustees is meeting today. Let's see. The Board of Trustees is meeting today at 4 o'clock. I would assume that's what it is. That's rumored that's what it is. Um, let's see. Trying to see. It looks like a pair. Marshawn Lloyd committed. Who else committed? 
somebody else, one of our transfer portal guys. Oh, Joey Hunter today. Committed to Akron. Best of luck to Joey Hunter. Former defensive back. Yeah, Shane Beaver going from 2.75 to 6.5. That is a drop your nuts pay raise. Indeed. Indeed. Chuck Burkett, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Beamer getting his bag. Beamer getting his bag. Um, Coach Ford says 6.5 million puts him in the range of guys like James Franklin and Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, big time, big time. I mean, you knew it was coming, though. You knew it was coming. Um, you knew it was coming. Joey G, Chris, do you promote Carolina Rise? I joined a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Joey G, I, listen, I, I think all of the uh, all of the NIL initiatives are awesome. I mean, I, I you know, I have J.C. Sherbert on the show weekly, so I guess in turn, I, I you know, I, I do promote Carolina Rise. I mean, I would highly suggest again anybody, um, you know, to, to join those initiatives if you're interested in giving to NIL, either Carolina Rise, Garnet Trust. Uh, I don't know if you can join Park Avenue still. I'm not exactly sure. But, no, I'd say Keanu Rise and Garnet Trust are great. Again, I have uh, J.C. Sherbert on the show weekly. So, I think in turn, I'm obviously promoting Keanu Rise. So, you know, if I – like, if I didn't support Keanu Rise, if I thought it was not a good thing, I, I you know, I, I don't think I'd even have J.C. Sherbert on the show. But that's obviously not the case. I think it's a great thing and a great initiative. And so, I'm happy to hear that you joined and – uh yeah, I mean, but but I would say this, like I, I I'm not I'm not picking sides, right? Over like, you know, Carolina Rise is great, Garnet Trust sucks. Like, I mean, I think they're I think they're all good. I think they're all helping University of South Carolina and providing to athletes. And but yeah, that's great to hear that you joined. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> let's see, Joey eighty would that make him the highest paid head coach to coach at USC? Yes, I do believe now Shane Beamer is paid more than Don Staley. Yes, Don Staley's making like four million a year. Something like that, right? 4.5, something like that. So Shane Beamer now is the highest paid coach at USC. So, yes. Big Wash, thank you. I appreciate the love on the hat. Yeah, the welcome home. This is on the store, tsus.store. Again, guys, appreciate the love on the merchandise. I love this welcome home logo. I think it's cool. I think it's a really cool thing. I appreciate you. Um, Chuck Burkett, 1801 Club, Carolina Rise member, $18 and a cent monthly plus a little tax makes it affordable to all of us to participate in NIL. Absolutely. Yep, yep absolutely. It all goes a long way. Hunter Kelly says Google says Muschamp was getting paid $12.8 million. Well, his buyout's that. His buyout's that for sure. Uh, man's raking it in, in in buyout money. Guys, of course, next week, uh, as of now, the schedule is... Normal for the Daily Crow, noon to two, uh, Monday through Friday. Podcast will drop Monday, Thursday. You guys already know the drill. Uh, again, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. We are creeping up oh so close to one month until opening day, which will mean we will start our baseball content, breaking down every single position in our position unit preview series. That will start on Monday the 16th, right? Monday the 16th, yes. Yeah, Monday the 16th, we will start. We'll do starting pitchers, then relievers, then we'll go around the diamond, of course, and that will lead us into the week of opening day. And uh, that Monday, we will drop our season preview show, break everything down, projected starting lineups, rotations, predictions for the record, stuff like that. And then uh, that Thursday when we drop the podcast, that'll be our full series preview show. And... We'll be off and running, man. Going to be a good time. Also, guys, I'm very, very excited to 
I say announce, right? It isn't official yet, but I uh, had a great call and conversation with Carolina Alehouse. Uh, proud to say and happy to say they are going to continue to be a business partner in the year 2023. Um, and we are working on, excuse me, guys. We are working on right now, uh, you know, of course, we had the TSUS tour over the summer last year before the football season. We are actually working, and it was a huge success, by the way, massive success. Truly appreciate all those that came out. You know, we were able to sell merchandise and, and speak to you guys and hang out and have a good time. Um, we are planning on doing that yet again. We are planning on doing that yet again. The spring tour, very excited to announce a TSUS spring tour, I believe, is going to be coming pitch the idea to them because it's funny this is something that like I've completely just pitched the idea and taken control of and I, I, I that's one of the reasons I love partnering with Carolina Alehouse is they allow me to do that to have full creative control which is something you guys know I pride myself on but uh a spring tour is on the way so uh looking looking to start that probably uh middle of February and, and run that through six weeks we'll go to six different locations I think the only location we will not go to this time around that we went to over the summer is the Augusta location, which I got a lot of love for my CSRA Gamecocks, but uh, Augusta's tough just because it's it's so Georgia heavy and, um, you know, it, it's full of dogs, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we'll, we'll go six locations, I believe, but that will probably run middle of February, middle to late February through the end of March, first week of April, if you will. So, Looking forward to it. Going to be a lot of fun, guys. Again, it was such a blast. It was such a huge success. Um, such a massive success for us uh, over the summer and was something that I definitely said, no doubt, we need to do again. I would love to do again. And uh, also in turn, by the way, you know, if we're doing those, because it'll be every Thursday, I think we will do that. We'll do that like six straight Thursdays. Uh, those will in turn kind of be watch parties for South Carolina women's basketball because the women's basketball team plays every single Thursday. So we'll have women's basketball to watch as well. And I'll bring the mic and the speaker and we'll talk ball and we'll talk Gamecocks and we'll have merchandise for sale and we'll have things to give away. And uh, just something I'm really excited for. And I love getting out and about and going across the state and interacting with you all. And, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll hit those six locations, downtown Greenville, Woodruff Road, Fort Mill, Somerville, uh, Columbia and which one am I forgetting? What, what, what am I forgetting? Um, what am I forgetting? Myrtle beach, Myrtle beach, duh. God, I forgot my Myrtle folks. Uh, anyways, looking forward to it. So uh, just stay tuned, stay tuned. I will update you guys on the latest in regards to news around the TSUS tour for the spring and, uh, definitely plan on doing that again in the summer too. I thought that was a great way to, to get excited and, and uh, get pumped up for the 2022 season. We'll definitely do that again for 2023. Guys, again, appreciate you all so much. Thank y'all for the love, the support. Um, yeah, awesome stuff. Trevor Smith says, Chris, when is the South Carolina Clemson game in Greenville? That is the weekend of, I believe it's either March 4th or 5th. I think it's the 5th. But uh, their TBA on first pitch start time, I believe it'll probably be like 4 o'clock. That's normally when they play that game. But, yeah, looking forward to that one. Obviously, me being here in the upstate, we might do something special with Carolina Alehouse, like a pregame before the game. But we'll definitely be at the game at Floor Field. No question. Absolutely no question. Will Corbett says, can't forget Will from Dirty Myrtle. Absolutely, my friend. Now, we got to make a trip back to Dirty Myrtle. No doubt. No doubt. Absolutely no doubt. Um, 
yeah, we'll definitely make a trip back to Dirty Myrtle. Going to be a good time. And, you know, again, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. So, yeah, John Edward, I'm sure I'll see you at Fort Mill. But, uh, again, just stay tuned. You got a little bit. But uh, I, I went ahead and sent the proposed – I went sent the proposed schedule to those guys this morning. So, just waiting to hear word back and going to try to finalize that thing as soon as possible. And going to be a really good time. Going to be a really good time. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, guys, that being said, hey, let's go ahead and jump into our first break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you more of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. Um, I've got a task for my folks in the Big Cock Club Discord. <laughs> Please do not allow me to come into the Daily Crow on Monday without replacing the watch party slide at the end there because I know that needs to get replaced, and I just every single day, for whatever reason, it gets put on the back burner, so... I'm going to do it today. I promise you all. I'm going to put something. I don't even know what slide I'm going to put there, but I'm going to put something, okay? So, y'all just, uh, y'all keep me accountable, all right? I, I, I'll do it myself, but I'm just, I'm just making light of the fact that I still haven't done it, even though I keep telling myself day in, day out um, that I'm going to do it. So, anyway. Guys, 843-790-3377. Bruin Nation says, Beamer's about to find some joy this weekend. $6.5 million worth of joy, indeed. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from... Okay. What's going on, man? How are you? What's up, man? I'm feeling good. How you feeling? I'm doing well, man. Appreciate you asking. What's up? Man, not much. I was just uh, tapping in about... First, first of all, I mean, I'm not mad about the transfers. because I mean, we get transfers in, too, so... But I don't know. I feel like Marshawn is a a pack ten type of running back. You know what I'm saying? Just you know what I'm saying, the smaller, speedy type of back. So have fun with that. But I want to ask you a question. Um, if you are an NFL team or owner and you see guys like leaving for a bag, wouldn't that make you feel uneasy about drafting that player, knowing that oh he's going to chase a bag or you know what I'm saying? He's not going to be completely loyal to a squad. Well, I, you know, I, I think in the NFL, man, in the pro sports, I, there's no loyalty. I don't, I don't think that's a thing. I, I think that, uh, right, you know, it's, it's a bidding war. You know what I mean? It, very rarely do you find players that are willing to take less to stay with a certain team. And, you know, at the pro level, I, I don't really blame them. I mean, it's, it's a business. It's well known. It's a business. I mean, uh, get your money while you can, right? Because at some point they're going to cut you or you're going right. to have to retire or what have you. And, you know, ain't nobody going to have sympathy for you at that point. So get your get your money while you can. And, I, you know, I, I think, again, though, I, I just think what's what's tough for fans, and I'm empathetic to it because I, I fall right in that category, is that, like, like with the Marshawn Lloyd thing, and, and kids are, kids are, you know, entitled to, to make whatever decisions they want for their future, and you wish them best of luck. I mean, I, I hope it all works out for everybody. And you never know, again, behind closed doors, <clears throat> Shane Beamer's managing his roster. He might have told Jordan Birch, hey, we probably think it's best you look somewhere else. I mean, you never know. I know that sounds crazy yeah. to some people, but like, you know, Shane Beamer and company and these these coaching staffs of every school, they sit down with their players and say, hey, this is your role in our football team. This is where you sit on our depth chart. This is who we're bringing in, right? And, and so they're going to help them 
<clears throat> and advise them for their future, right? And just give them a realistic right. outlook of what they what role they play on their football team. But like the Marshawn Lloyd thing is it's it's just it's just hard to wrap your brain around, and it really is. I mean, it's yeah, it's, we're talking about a guy that was RB one, and I, I don't I don't feel like he dealt with a lot of backlash or, or negativity or I mean I feel like this was a guy that was uplifted and you know by all accounts embraced yeah. the University of South Carolina and you know was a gamecock through and through and I, I just I just don't understand what changed. I, I and I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody and and yeah. then you see the it almost feels like these petty shots on social media. It's just like I, I don't understand truly genuinely don't understand where it's coming from. And I and I just don't get why you're Marshawn Lloyd you have the platform, you have the voice. Why not use it to clarify what in the world's going on? Why, why right. allow people to create whatever narrative they want and run with it, right? I mean, I understand you don't want to go back and forth with the, with the mob on social media, right? With the, with the, with the, the unreasonable slap dicks right. that inevitably exist. But, like, I, I just think it would help. I, like, I, I don't know. It, it's just such a weird situation. It'll always be – this mystery of just like what happened, like what happened with Marshawn Lloyd. It's, it's, it's tough to right. tough to grasp, but I mean, you know, with all that being said, I said it earlier, guys have the freedom and they should have the freedom to make their own decisions in regards to, you know, best fit for them, culture, the bag, whatever it is. But you know, with that, with that power comes consequences and fans are going to use their voice to critique and to criticize and, you know, if you don't like that, too bad. It is what it is. The college game is becoming professionalized as we speak. And with that, you know, with that comes some of the criticisms I think you're seeing. Right. And just one more thing. Um, so with so with us waiting on Spencer and, and um, Wells, it, 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 are we at a disadvantage with recruiting, you think? Because it's like the longer they wait, we're missing out on probably, you know what I'm saying, instant impact type of players that could come as, they already announced where they're going. I know it can't rush them, you know what I'm saying? This is yeah. their life decision, but I just feel like, dang, come on, man. You know, as a fan, it's like, let, let's try to get this rolling if it's going or not so we can start yeah. getting this team together for spring, you know? Well, you know, I, I I don't know how much you're really – I mean, it's two guys. I mean, I, I I mean, are you are you even going to pull a player or a quarterback in from the portal? I, I doubt it. I mean, you're loaded at quarterback, I feel like, with talent. So, right. I, I don't know if you're really missing out on guys. Um I mean, certainly, listen, it makes it tough on coaches, but what are you supposed to do? Rush them? I mean, I, it's, you know, and, and I'm sure Shane Beamer knows, is much more keen to knowing in regards to, like, what they're going to do. Like, he, he, he's much more aware than we are, right? So, he's got a plan. I think he's right. got a plan. Um, I mean, selfishly, we want to know. You know, we're ready to know. But, um, I mean, it's just it's just the new age of college football, man. I mean, it is what it is, and um, – you know, you, you can't rush guys in these decisions. I, I don't think it's hurting us too much, though. I mean, again, it's just two guys, but two very important pieces, no doubt. But, you know, it's, it's just two guys. So, um, I think we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. All right, man. For sure, man. So, all right, brother. Hey, I appreciate it. All right, for sure. Thanks so much, man. Take care. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah, Lloyd with the troll job, no doubt. Yeah, Marshawn Lloyd with a bit of a troll job, if you will. Using the using the USC logo in the commitment video. That's that's a 
Interesting move, to say the least. Interesting move, to say the least. Mm -mm. Joey80, do you think Reno is going to stay 100% committed now that Sellers is signed? I, I, I would be pretty shocked if Reno didn't. Um, he's been like one of the leaders of Gamecocks recruiting, it feels like, you know, over the, over the last couple of months. So I think Reno's all Gamecock. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's, uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. So eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven guys eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. Um, let's see. Appreciate you all tuning in, the love, the support here on this Friday. Anybody looking forward to basketball tomorrow? Anybody? Any takers on basketball? I, I'm very curious to see what the uh, <laughs> what the spread on the game is because Tennessee, the eighth-ranked team in the country, and uh, yeah. Austin Greer says, Juice is for sure staying. Rattler is still questioning from what the rumor mill is saying. Per sources. Per sources season indeed, my friend. Per sources season indeed. So... I mean, again, guys, I, I would say this, that, you know, I, I see I see Pops Frisbee um, replying to me on social media and stuff like that. And, you know, listen, play, players are – this is what Pops said. I, I posted the video this morning about fans just want to understand, right, like, like why these things are happening. And Pops says, they don't owe anybody an explanation by exercising their transfer rights. Fans never simply understand. I'm sure the people who need to know do let folks be bonkers. Fans should be smart enough to know the college football landscape has changed. Is NIL a factor? Certainly in some cases. Is playing time a factor? Certainly. Is development a factor? Certainly. Is style of play a factor? Certainly. There are plenty of explanations. Like, I hear what Pops is saying. And again, players are exercising their transfer rights. But again, I, I just would reiterate, fans want to understand and basically what you're telling people is just shut up and be a fan just shut up and cheer and to for the for the for the common casual fan sure great response but like you now have people who are investing their hard-earned money not just in tickets not just in parking not just in lodging not just in you know gas not just in tickets they're now investing their money in NIL. They're now investing their money in these different collectives. So I don't think it's unreasonable for an investor to want answers on why things are happening within the company they are investing in. Again, what other line of business operates in that way that you just tell, you know, you as the business say, shut up, investor, shut up. You don't need to know anything. You just take it as is. And if you don't like it, go to hell. What other line of business works that way? Fans aren't in the wrong for wanting to know why. Will they ever get answers? Probably not. But you're not in the wrong for just simply inquiring why. 
So, I, I you know, I, I know Pops is all power for the player, and I'm power for the player too, but I mean, come on, man. What are the line of business? If I'm, if I'm, if I'm investing my money in a product or a, a company, if you will, and that company makes a, a decision, like, I'd like to understand the decision-making. I feel like I've got skin in the game here. I, I do have skin in the game. I'd like to understand, if at all possible. I, I don't think Gamecock fans are crazy, or college football fans as a whole are crazy for that simple request. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. So, Imagine if fans started hitting the portal. I know that's crazy. But imagine if that happened. Uh, imagine if we just logged on Twitter one day and, like, you know, fans that we see on Twitter a lot, imagine if people just, just started to say, hey, like, I, I'm, I'm in the fan portal. I am cheering for someone else. Imagine if that happened. <laughs> imagine if y'all got on Twitter tomorrow and TSUS, I'm like, well, I'm in the portal. I've received $10 million to start a Wake Forest podcast. I, I've, I, no, I mean, I would never, but it, it's just like, it's kind of funny to just think about. I don't know. Let's jump to the phone lines. Call from Robbie Davis, Zachary's Hall of Famer. Robbie, what's going on, my guy? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? I think that this whole NIL mess has, is getting insane. Okay, now do I think it's a good thing? Do I think NIL is a good thing? Yes. But like you have said just about every single week, until there are regulations put in place, it's going to be the wild, wild west when it comes to NIL, okay? It's going to be absolute anarchy. And if they don't start putting regulations in place, it's just going to get worse. And personally, if I had my own business, I wouldn't give a college player not a darn dime until they prove to me that they are that they're going to be worth their salt in college. Because just because you were the top dog and the big man on campus in high school does not mean you're going to be the top dog and big man on campus in college. Indeed. That's that's, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, Robbie, I, I agree with you. I agree with you 110%. So if, I was, if, I was a, if I was a businessman, I would not give that college athlete not a darn dime until they prove to me, one, that they're going to get playing time, two, that they're going to actually be something – and be good and not be a recruiting bust, okay? Prove, prove to these businesses that you're, legit by, that you're legit by, one, getting playing time, and whenever you get playing time, take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't squander it. That is how you make NIL money. Just handing them the money... That's not going to work. It's eventually going to come back and bite these businesses in the the butt by just handing these guys that are five-star athletes coming out of high school, but yet they haven't proved squat in college.
college. Indeed. And that is what I, that that's what I would do. I would tell the guy like, "Look, I want I want you to be a part of this, but I need you to prove to me that you're going to actually be something before I hand you money. If you don't like that, then guess what? Find another avenue to make money. Because I'm not going to risk my neck and risk my business by just handing an 18-year-old $5 million and I haven't even seen him play a college snap or do anything or, or play, a, play a basketball game or a baseball game or whatever, whatever sport it is. I'm not going to hand that kid $5 million right from the get-go. I need you to prove to me that you're going to do something and take advantage of this, not just show up and twiddle your, your damn fingers mm-hmm. and just make easy money while you're in college. Uh-uh, you need to prove it. I'm waiting on you to say something, but you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> I just wanted to see. I, I thought you were going to go, Robbie, I, and then I kind of wanted to just see how long the uh, how long the, <laughs> the the silence would would go. Um. Anyways, anyways. Um. No. Yeah. I mean, I I I agree with you. I mean, I I don't believe in making bad business moves or bad investments either. So, um. And just like with, I don't know if, like, I don't know if Gigi's making NIL money right now. I don't really care. It's none of my business, right? But so, but so far, okay, as he had moments of where he has shined, yes. But also he's a freshman, or well, he's an 18-year-old who just turned 18 not too long ago playing against 20-somethings in college and 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 i think i honestly think he should stay for at least another year gg jackson you think will stay he leave hmm? you think gg jackson should stay for another year yes my if guy he was to go to the nba if you if you think if you think gg jackson if you think gg jackson's gonna be back in columbia next year i got some beachfront property in roebuck south carolina i'm more than happy to sell you <laughs> <laughs> but i just but i uh, that's i mean it probably it most likely is not going to happen but that's what i think right and everybody is entitled to an opinion and that's my opinion but I just, I just think it's crazy that, it's like, for instance, the, the the Texas A&M Aggies have lost twenty-seven players to the portal since the season ended. They've lost twenty-seven players to the portal, and I'm willing to bet a majority of them was from that recruiting class they spent millions of dollars on. Mm-hmm. So that is why I said, and until you prove to me that you're going to be a, a something, you ain't getting a you ain't getting a damn dime. 
and 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 you you and you also got to get playing time. Like you got to get some legit playing time, not just not garbage time. You need to get some legit. Like you're starting, like you're starting playing time. Yeah. Until I, then, you you're not getting a dime. Yeah. Nobody. I don't want to invest in something and then lose money after after the fact. Yeah, nobody's uh, nobody's paying for a bench player. Hey, Robbie, what do you got planned for this weekend, my guy? I'm curious. What's what's Robbie Davis got on the docket? Well, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna be in the upstate tomorrow morning because tomorrow afternoon we're doing uh, Christmas with my mom, my dad, my stepdad, my middle my middle brother and his wife. You're doing Christmas tomorrow. Yeah, that is really interesting. Hmm. Don't hey, don't ask me why we're doing it this way. I'm just doing what I'm told. Right. I was informed that we were doing it on the seventh, so I was like, okay. I'm not gonna argue. I don't like to argue. Arguing is stupid. I don't like arguing. But anywho, yeah, I'll be in. Uh, I'll be. I'll be. I'm actually going to Ar- back to Orangeburg today. Staying at my brother's house, and then we're leaving early in the morning to head to the upstate. So, hmm. I did Very some good. last minute Christmas shopping for tomorrow. So, love that. And how about them girls, both putting the hammer down? On Auburn fans. Yeah, what was the final? I didn't even. 94 to, to I think, 40-something. No, 50-something. Yeah, it was it was 94 to, like, I think, 50-something. Wow. No, 42. It was, it was 94 to 42, I think. I'll have to double-check and look. But I think it was 94 to 42. It was, 94 it was not 94 to 42. Okay. Wow. I'm, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a, the definition of a good old ass whooping. Robbie, you got a, uh, you got a prediction for the men's game tomorrow? Uh, wait, who are we playing tomorrow? The eighth ranked Tennessee worked. Volunteers. Oh, we're going to get our ass kicked. It's not going to be pretty. I, I, th- I think, I think, uh, I think it'll be Tennessee. 84. South Carolina 60. It won't be pretty. They're going to, they're going to, I'll be shocked if they beat us, okay? Or, or, or if we beat them, okay? I'll be shocked if we beat them. But 80, 84 to 60. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the spread's probably going to be like 20 plus for sure. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly, no doubt. It's gonna be ugly. Eighty-four to eighty-four to sixty volunteers. But yeah, I mean, I, I've got, I, I've got, I I've got kids, eighty-eight I mean, to sixty-one. So we're kind of in the same ballpark. There. <laughs> I meant to give you a prediction on the girls' game last night or before the uh, yesterday afternoon, but I completely forgot. But then I then I thought to myself, what's the point? We're probably gonna beat their ass anyway. Yeah, feels good, feels good to be good for Dawn Staley's squad for sure. Feels good to be like, good. what's the point in making a prediction for the girls' game? Like, 
I'm to the point now, anytime we play a game, I'm like, we're going to win. Like, it may be close for like a quarter, but eventually we're going to just, the talent's going to show up and we're going to put the hammer down and it's not going to be pretty. So that's, that's part of the reason to why I did not give you a prediction yesterday for the girls game. Mm. <laughs> I respect it. So, I respect it. but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, and, uh, it's, I've had a, I've had an interesting couple of days. It's crazy. But um, anyways, I'll go ahead and get off of here. I gotta finish packing. I'm I, my brother's on his way here from Orangeburg, so I've gotta finish packing before he gets here. Because if I'm not ready to leave when he gets here, he will leave me. So, <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go ahead and get off here. You have a great weekend. Go Gamecocks and to hell with Clemson. Well said, Robbie. Always a pleasure chatting with you. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. Thanks, buddy. You too. Yeah, man. Take care. Robbie Davis, the Zaxby's Hall of Famer. Appreciate him calling in as always. Guys, we're rocking. We're rolling here on this Friday, January the 6th, 2023. The first weekend of the new year, right? First weekend of the new year. How are you guys spinning it? What you doing? Is anybody going to the basketball game tomorrow? Anybody going? Y'all let me know. Uh, guys, we're going to jump into a break. On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377, guys. In case you missed it, I'd say the big news of the day thus far is uh, Shane Beamer. It is rumored Chris Lowe of ESPN tweeting this out. Uh, sources tell ESPN Shane Beamer will go from $2.75 million per year to the $6.5 million range annually in average salary. Board meeting is set today at 4 o'clock. Uh, that is, that is, that is, uh, Quite a pay raise. Quite a pay raise. Happy for Coach Beamer. Um, very, very happy for Shane Beamer and and, and and getting, I would say, a well-deserved pay raise, if you will. Uh, guys, want to continue to hear from you. Phone lines are open. You can text the number as well. Um, KFC that says that's stupid. Are you talking about the pay raise? What do you – I would love – I mean, listen – I will actually respect it. I mean, if, you, if you're against it, I'd love to hear your reasoning why. And just here, I mean, I, I think that um, it's, 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 let me say this. KFC says he isn't worth $6 million. Okay, so we've got, an, we've got some opposition in the chatter. You guys know I love the banter. I'm not going to take it personally. If you don't think Shane Beamer should get a raise of that much, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was surprised at how, how much the pay raise is. I mean, to, $2.75 million to $6.5 is not some tiny – that's not some small increase. That is a that is a big, big jump. Now, again, when you look at the market, what coaches are making, what Shane Beamer has done, you know, back-to-back top 10 wins or back-to-back wins over top 10 teams, first time that's ever happened in school history. You beat Clemson Sucks first time since 2013. I'm going to bring something up right here, though. And many of you will probably balk. You'll scoff. You'll you'll 
pipe down, slap dick, find some joy, slap dick. Like, you know, you'll probably pull that on me. But but it is interesting. It is interesting. Because Mark Ryan got buried for it. <laughs> and, of course, it's Mark Ryan. But I guess I just bring this up and I present these statistics. And I ask you, and I know how I feel, but I, I want to put this out to the masses and ask you all if it concerns you or not. Shane Beamer, after two seasons in Columbia, 15 and 11. Will Muschamp, after two seasons in Columbia, 15 and 11. Does that concern you at all? Uh, Again, I, I am just presenting the information. I am just presenting the records, the statistics. Obviously, we understand and we see the differences in the two eras. I am in no way using this as some indictment on Shane Beamer or to say that his tenure is going to play out the same way. I think we all agree that's not the case. But I just ask you, it's because it's it's just an interesting stat is really all it is. It's an interesting statistic. It is. Both coaches, both Will Muschamp and Shane Beamer, 15 and 11 through two seasons. And Josh Reichley, great point by you, sir. What was Spurrier's first two years? Great point. That's a great point. That is a great point. That is a fantastic point. I just thought I'd, because I know, again, Mark Ryan got bodied for it. Kid got bodied for it, right? But it's, it's one, if like, if I really wanted to set Twitter ablaze, I like, it's, it's, it's funny. I know how to make Gamecock Twitter turn on itself practically like I, I I don't know what it is I've just got a knack for making Gamecock Twitter lose their minds and a tweet that would make Gamecock Twitter lose their minds presented without comment or presented facts presented without feelings and post those records and people will just lose their shit people will lose their collective shit because I I, I completely agree with all your sentiments well I think it's totally different I think it's totally different. <clears throat> and Brendan, the only thing I'll say to you, because Brendan M says in the uh, in the Discord, Will Muschamp's signature win was a last-second win by a field goal against LaTeX. Completely disagree. That's not accurate at all. Um, Will Muschamp's signature win through two seasons was the Outback Bowl against Michigan. It was not the Louisiana. I mean, listen, I think Will Muschamp's a slap dick too, but that's just unfair. That's, that's, that's just unfair. Um, Bruin Nation said so they would drag you or they would try Bruin Nation, part of growing on Twitter and part of being successful on Twitter is being able to weather the Carolina Slapdick community. Like, like, that's the only thing. That's what separates people who succeed on social media and those who don't. Because it takes rhino skin. It really does. It takes rhino skin to think about it. Post a piece of content. The the negative's always going to be louder than the positive. So, Post a piece of content. The content do well, but inevitably get shit. Most people, they get any sort of shit. They get one negative comment and they cave. They cave. They they don't post again. They're done. You got to have rhino skin to just keep going. Just keep going. Keep going. And Josh Reichley says, you got to get up on that bracket. The the bracket's over. I lost. The the, the, uh, never, never doubt when you, when you, when you go up against Gamecock burners, Partnered with the Carolina Slapdick community, 
don't doubt their power. Don't 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 doubt their their uh, their abilities to do that. So hey, the worm has turned. The worm got the dub. That 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 poll is over. That poll is over. I would just say um, feels good to be hated. As, as honestly, it feels good to be hated. I, I'll be honest with you. It's uh feels very good. It's it's cool to hate the Spurs up show at this point. It is. And that's and that's a level you want to get to. So it feels it feels good to be good. It feels good to be the cool one to be hated. So congratulations to the worm because that poll's over. And uh, really, all, all all the matchups leading up to the final four are on our side of the bracket are the right to lose to Kirk Hollingsworth in the final four. That's it because Kirk's going to win. Because if you don't vote for Kirk, you're an asshole. I mean, right? Yeah. If you don't vote for Kirk, that's where I got last year. I got to the final four, took on Kirk, and it's like. If you don't vote for Kirk, you're an asshole, you know? <clears throat> so, but but success on social media, man, it's all about weathering the storm. I, it, that's all it is. I mean, that's really all it is. That's all it is. It's about weathering the storm and being able to have rhino skin and just continue to stay after it, you know? So, anyways. Uh, let's see. Slayer of Queens, as it gets my attention, I mean, year two of Muschamp was a nine-win season. You always want to believe in the current coach, obviously, but it's a job and a business. They don't always work out. Great point, Slayer of Queens. A great point, Chase. The Queen Slayer has spoken. The Queen Queen Slayer has spoken. Yeah, uh, DGD, there's a Gamecock Twitter poll bracket, if you will, that uh, I, I literally am going up against an account that has like 200 followers and I'm losing. <laughs> and I'm losing to said account. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's all good, man. It is what it is. Yeah, we're, we're losing 54 to 46 or 55, 45 percentage. There's 2,377 votes. It, it's over. I, I, I don't think I'll be making any late push. I'm not going to, I'm not going to retweet the poll again. So yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It is what it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's all good. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, everybody wanted to see TSUS go down, so there you go. Uh, Chase says, I want to give Beamer a raise, but, man, you look around the country and some of the mega deals and some fan bases are stuck right now because they paid generational wealth to a coach. These things are always a roll of the dice. Um <laughs> Yeah, the worm is a an anonymous, just a a, a burner account on Twitter. It's just an anonymous Twitter account with like 250 followers, just somebody's burner. I, I don't know the kid. I don't know who it is. So, but anyways, anyways, um, in in a situation, you you got to understand, like in a situation like that, people look for a reason to to give us hell, right? People look for a reason. I mean, I I, I had a guy DM me. I won't I won't name who it is, but. It's people are so funny. Like I had a dude DM me. He's just talking hella shit on social media, on, on the on the poll, on the uh, on on that bracket thing. If you he DMs me, he follow he follows TSUS right, but he's but he's talking hella shit. And I met this dude at a basketball game. Shook his hand. Hey man, love what you do. Support. Talking hella shit on social media, and then DMs me. He's like, Hey man, you're not taking any of that shit I say personally, right? It's all good, right? It's all good. I'm just like, bro, people are so just funny. <laughs> people are so funny. But like, dog, it's it's it just comes with it, man. It's all good. It comes with it. It's uh the beauties in the banter, man. It's just the way I look at it. The beauties in the banter. 
a lot of it is very entertaining. A lot of it's very funny. And then for the people that take it to another level, I think y'all probably know who I'm talking about. Um, you know, I, I, I really, there, there's, there's a number of folks that I, I really feel bad for. Like I, I really feel bad for, and I hope they get the help they need. I mean, I really do because to, to spew the hate and the negativity and I'm not talking sports. I, I, this goes beyond sports. Like, there are people that attack my character on a day-in, day-out basis. Like, really take it to levels that that uh, baseless baseless rumors and, 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 and things that uh, people just kind of just make up out of nowhere. But anyways, you pray for those people. And, and, and you hope those people get the help they need. Because you, you've got to be in a really, really dark place mentally to to on a day in day out basis try to tear someone down and, and exhaust every effort you can but it's also a compliment and it's flattering because they 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 call me many things on twitter but the one thing they don't call me is unsuccessful so we're rocking we're rolling man it just again it's part of it and the joys and the journey and i, I love every single bit of it and i mean bro I, I look at it i look at it this way this is what i'll say i look at it this way they were hating on me when I had 1,000 followers. They were hating on us at 5,000. They were hating on us at 10,000. They were hating on us at 15,000. They were hating on us at 20,000. They were hating on us at 25,000. They were hating on us at 30,000. And now they're hating on us at 33.5,000. So whatever the Carolina Slapdick community has done since 2017 – they may want to, in 2023, reevaluate their cancellation tactics because, I mean, whatever the hell they're doing, it ain't working. It's just simply not working. Oh, by the way, that's just Twitter. That's not factoring in the 27.6 thousand on Instagram. That's not factoring in the 32 thousand on Facebook. That's not factoring in the 17.7 or whatever thousand on TikTok. That's not factoring in the almost half a million podcast downloads in 2022. That's not factoring in the absurd merchandise numbers that I will not even dive into because folks would lose their collective shit on social media if they knew what we were doing behind the scenes when it comes to merch. That's not including the retail deals we have at Palmetto Moon and Todd and Moore and Rivals and others that we're currently working on right now. That's not including all of that other stuff, but just solely on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, they've hated me since we started out at 100 followers. Some people are on this earth. Some people are in your existence to hate. So if you're going to be a hater, damn it, do your best job at it and keep it coming. Because what you do, it fuels TSUS. It fuels us along with all those, the overwhelming majority that, show love and, and 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 support everybody's got a role right play your role if you're going to be a miserable dickhead slap dick on social media if you want to be part of the carolina slap dick community which there's about 300 of you i have blocked so it's not that many it's really not that many all of gamecock nation play your role and play it well and we'll continue to play our role i'll continue to play my role and play it well which is being the biggest, baddest, and best entity on the internet when it comes to the Gamecocks across the board, and it's not even up for debate. So cheers and have a good weekend, slapdick. That's about it. <clears throat> That's about it. So anyways, 
Uh, we can get back to the Gamecock stuff, the Gamecock banter, but sometimes you just got to drop your nuts. That's it. Sometimes you got to drop your nuts. So, oh, by the way, I didn't even mention the Big Cock Club either. I didn't mention the Big Cock Club. Yeah, that's that's another thing too. That's another thing too. So you just keep it coming. I there, there's you know, it is what it is. Like I, I'm not even I'm not even, and that that was just the tip of the iceberg. What I just told you, all the statistics and stuff. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. I, I'm. I'm I could just keep going. I could just keep going, man. I could just keep going. Anyways, 843-790-3377. Love to hear from you. Would love to hear from you. Um, <clears throat> let's see. KFC says, took Spurrier five years to win nine games, but the SEC wasn't down like it was this year or last. Do you think the SEC was down this year, KFC? I mean, I mean, I know Florida was down, but like the SEC as a whole, you think the SEC, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with the SEC was down. I, I you know, I, I, I you, you agree with that? I, I, I don't know. I think that's kind of, I don't know. I, I think the SEC was, was as good as ever this year. So, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> the worm. <laughs> the worm. <laughs> we got worm questions coming in. Yes, Brennan, I apologize. The Big Cock Club, I can never forget. If you have to ask, you can't get in. And if you're not in the Big Cock Club, you're just small. My girl will vouch for me. Big Cock Club. <laughs> the Big Cock Club. It's a way of life. It is indeed. Anyways. Mm. Uh, 843-790-3377. Guys, of course, the big news, Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer receiving a large, large pay raise today. Receiving a large pay raise, or rumored to receive a large pay raise. It'll be effective officially at 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock is when the Board of Trustees will meet. $2.75 million to $6.5 million, and that is on a per year basis a per year basis so uh coach beamer doing pretty well for himself doing pretty well and you love to see it you love to see it man listen you beat clem sucks and back-to-back top 10 wins and he, ha- he had to get a bump up he had to get a raise he had to get a raise of some sort so josh reichless says if we finish third in the east in another coach's second year I don't know. And again, I, I didn't bring up the I, I didn't bring up Must Champs record or anything. Just I, I just think it's an it, it's one of those things. It's like I told you guys earlier in the week. There's certain buzzwords or there's certain trigger points, right? That if you bring them up, it'll just inevitably start a conversation. You know, it, it, that conversation will go. And, and so, like anything that has to do with Will Muschamp is one of them, right? Anything that has to do with Will Muschamp is one of them. Um. So, like, if I, again, if I were to tweet, and I may, I very well may do it. If I were to tweet that record out, record after two seasons at South Carolina, Will Muschamp, 15 and 11. Shane Beamer, 15 and 11. And that's all I said. If that's all I said, (laughs) all hell would break loose. Y'all know it. All hell would break loose. Because it's like, it's funny. It's like, what was, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, let's see. Let's see. What was, not even going to ask. Not even going to ask. Let's see. 
I'm, I'm doing something here. I'm doing something. Okay. So, Steve Spurrier's record through the first two seasons, 15 and 10. Okay. So, so right there. Right there. Because I, I remember that if Shane Beamer had won the Gator Bowl, he would have the best start in program history in his first two seasons. So, what does it mean? Does it mean... So, that's that's probably what I'll do. I know my guy, Bruin Nation, he's all over Twitter. I will do that. I'm going to throw that tweet up. I No, this, so that's what I'm going to do, Joey. I'm going to throw that tweet up, right? I'm going to throw that tweet up and include Steve Spurrier. Because, I'm, you know, I'm, I think that then it wouldn't be like some direct comparison, right? Right? I don't think it'd be that direct comparison. It'd be Spurrier went 15 and 10 through the first two years. Muschamp went 15 and 11. Beamer went 15 and 11. Right? Because then it's not a direct comparison. I think that'd be fair. I don't think people would lose their cool over that, right? I think we could get away with that. I think we could probably get away with that. It's just interesting. I mean, dude, it means nothing. It means nothing. Right? It means nothing. But it's just a, it's a fun talking point. It's it's a fun it's it's just the beauties and the banter. It's it's just a fun talking point, right? Anyway. Uh, guys, we're going to jump into one final break on the day. On the other side, though, I want to continue to hear from you taking your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Final 15 minutes or so. <clears throat> Excuse me. Here on The Daily Crow, taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Uh, let's see. Joey G says, have you seen some of the keyboard warriors on Twitter? I'm all for it. Do it. I, I will after the show. We, I will post that, the, the records and all. Um, yeah, we'll post Spurrier, Muschamp, and, and Beamer's records after two seasons. I'm going to include I'm gonna include SEC record, too. I think that's important. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Gamecocks World Order says, I never knew USC had so many insiders until I joined Twitter. It's amazing. Yeah, t- Twitter, Twitter is its own unique thing you know what i mean um twitter twitter's a wild place twitter's a wild wild place for sure it is um yeah anyways guys would love to hear from you all um yeah i I will definitely be posting it though because it's it's just so much fun to to post certain things on Twitter and, and watch the the masses just unravel, just just watch just to watch people unravel at the seams. Uh, coach Four, get the Gamecock anthropology. We get a bump after every new head coach, then playing off to roughly five hundred with all except Spurrier. He steadily improved. We'll see, we'll see, Coach Ford. We'll see, but I, you know, you know, I was gonna say, well, they had to give him a pay raise. I mean, did they have to? I I don't know if they had to. Um, you know, but the market speaks, you know, and these guys all have really good agents, Coach Ford, as you all know. Uh, we had a text here from earlier in the day, just getting into it, to it. Who are we predicting to be the big man on the defensive line next season? Consistent production has been lacking. We're now losing two to three starters 
Well, I think a lot of these young guys are going to play, man. I, I think also in the middle, you know, Tonka Hemingway, I think will continue to be a big-time player for you. Uh, Alex Huntley. Um, but you're going to have to replace a lot of guys, no question. Have to play, replace a lot of players in that defense. So, I mean, I've talked about guys, my, my concerns with the defense. Um, yeah, I, I, I've mentioned my concerns. And, you know, it's, it's off a defense that was not very good by the way, this year. In regards to stopping the run, very good with turnovers. Outside of that, it was a rough year. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Awesome. Justin. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fantastic. Appreciate you asking what's going on. Hey, Chris. Uh, Chris, I can't believe I can't believe we're losing some players. But I tell you about this, Chris, this is must chance players, right? Uh, a lot of them are, yeah. A lot of them are must chance players, so. Um. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, man. It's it's just the 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 new norm of college football, and again, we're kind of left in the dark with no answers. We're left in the dark with no answers. But I, but I will say this, and again, it's it's not talked about a ton, but you know, one of the things that makes Shane Beamer's first two seasons so impressive is the the, the way he's actually been able to hold the roster together. Uh, a lot of these guys, you know, oh, yeah. a lot a lot of these dudes, I'm sure they came to South Carolina because of Will Muschamp. And so I can guarantee you not all of them were thrilled when he was relieved to his duties and Shane was hired. And the fact he's been able to build enough of a level of buy-in and dedication to have the success they've had in the first two seasons, you know, is, is something that, uh, again, I don't think should be taken lightly. Um, so when you're seeing these Muschamp guys at the portal, I mean, you know, you, you wish them well and, and hope the best for them. But yeah, to your point, man, it's it's guys that, you know, Shane Beamer was not their coach that recruited them. He was not their, um, you know, he, he, he didn't build that relationship with them for, for years and years and years, um, you know, and then and, and inevitably bring them to South Carolina. So, um, you know, I, I yeah, it, it's, it's, it's the nature of the beast. But, yeah, when you see must-champ guys hitting the portal, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. So, you just keep it moving. Oh, yeah, and Chris, they say about Joy Bush, you got Louis like this. He, he stayed with us for three years, and that was probably – that's amazing, you know? Yeah, dude, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you, you wish Burke something the best. Uh, it sounds like Oregon will probably be his landing spot, but, uh, you know, wherever he goes, yeah. so be hey, it. Chris, you got to wish Marshall – yeah. I agree, Chris. You got to wish Marshall up too because you go USC too, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, it's it's. I mean, I'll, I'll say this though, it's one of those deals where it's like I'm I'm wishing them well. I mean, I'm certainly not going to be to the level of petty where I'm like I hope they do poorly, but I I mean I won't be watching any any Marshawn Lloyd football next year. I, I'm not. I don't care how he, you know. I don't. I, it doesn't move the needle for me. I don't care how he does. Really, be honest with you. I mean, it's. I hope he does well, but it, it, it ain't. It don't. It don't really phase me one way or another, my friend. So. Oh yeah, I agree, Chris. Hey, Chris, I wish you got nothing but the best. Why listen? Look, I didn't know that was another USC, you know? <laughs> yep, indeed. Indeed. Yep. And Chris, the good news is, at least, um, good news, Shane B got big ways. I was talking about that. Got a very big raise, indeed. Yeah, he, he's uh finding his joy this weekend, that's for sure. Yep. Happy for him. And, um, and Chris, um, that's that's it. That's, my, that's all the news we take, huh? Said what now? That's all the news, huh, Chris? Pretty much, man. Kind of a kind of a relaxing Friday, which is nice. You know, we got basketball upcoming tomorrow, and 
I believe the women play on Sunday again. But, uh, yeah, man, just kind of a, a chill Friday. And, and uh, you know, I know we're all just still anxiously awaiting the news to come from Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells and whatever they're going to do. So, um, I, you know, I, yeah, I hope it's hope, sooner rather hope. than later because, I, I, you know, I have not given my, my way too early predictions for 2023 yet because I've specifically been waiting on their decisions to drop because obviously that that drastically impacts um, how we view the season and how the season will most likely play out. So, Oh, yeah. Hey, Chris, I hope, I hope Spencer and Juice Wells stay for another year. That would be huge, you know. I mean, it would be massive, man. Again, I, I think Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells staying, um, I think it's the difference between, you know, competing and fighting to get to six or seven wins to if they stay, I think you're a dark horse in the SEC East. Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to predict the Gamecocks to win the East, but you're a dark horse to win nine, maybe ten games. And that 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 would make you a dark horse to inevitably compete to go to Atlanta. So, I, I don't know. It, 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 it oh, yeah. drastically changes, though, the way you view the season, no doubt. Oh, yeah. I agree, Chris. And, Chris, the other, the, the, the other news is Jordan Stay, he's the only must-get player Stay, you know. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's I just joiners Gamecock through and through, man. And again, you, you got to really respect that. And, um, uh, yeah, he'll, he'll be a legend forever, no matter how the 2023 season goes. Yeah, and Chris, you got to look at Joel. Hey, if, if anybody see a chest for, I'm going to stay to fight this thing out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. You, you, you admire that for sure. You, you admire that. And, um, uh, you know, ho- ho- hoping he has his best season yet in his final season. Oh, yeah. I agree, Chris. So, Chris, if I go, man, Stockton, they need that AM money. We are bad, white Chris. They need a what now? The NIL money. Oh, the NIL money, yeah. Dude, everybody does, man. I, I think we've got it, though. I, I you know, I, I I think we've got it. I think we're fine when it comes to money. So, I, I don't I don't think we got issues with the, with the almighty dollar. Yeah, it's, Chris, it's there, like – yeah, it's we we we've got it. We've got it for sure. We've got it. Yeah, they didn't even know how when they're gonna use it, like. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, hey, Chris, that's all I say, man. Justin, I appreciate you, my guy. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Always good to hear from you. You too, Chris. Go again, Cox. Go, Cox. Take care, brother. Great stuff from Justin. Always appreciate him calling in, guys. We got six minutes to go here on this Friday, and again, a nice, nice calm Friday. Nothing too crazy on this Friday. Again, check out the podcast that dropped yesterday, episode 748, 748. Be sure to check that out. Of course, guys, TDC all week long. The Daily Crow, the podcast version will drop uh, at 3 o'clock later today. If you missed anything, you can go back, listen to it, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You can check it out there. Again, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Um just thinking other than that, I mean, yeah, we'll be we'll be watching the game tomorrow, 3.30 tip-off against the Tennessee Volunteers at the CLA. Uh, for those of you going to the game, God bless you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's going to be a massacre, bro. I know my guys, Brendan and, uh, and Dalton, trust the homie Lamont, I know they'll say. Um, trust the homie Lamont. Yeah, so the the Patreon Chuck is nine ninety nine a month. You can also sign up for a year, and I think that'll take some of it off. But nine ninety nine per month, uh, Patreon.com slash Big Cock Club. You can join today. And really, the the big selling point of the Big Cock Club at this point it is the 
Discord, which is our version of a message board on steroids. We have a really, really good time. Uh, it's, I mean, it's very, very interactive. It's not one of those things where it's like, dude, we, we, we're chatting in that thing 24 seven. Uh, we're also in the big cock club hangout, which is effectively a Twitter spaces on steroids where we can watch games and, and conversate with each other and chat. Like I said, and it's, it's, it's a really, really good time. So it's a really good time. Um, let's see. D one baseball.com dropping their transfer class rankings and i oh okay we're 16th we're 16th in regards to top transfer classes so uh, i saw those guys were also talking about they're they're comparing us to like last year's texas a&m which would be fantastic if it works out that way it'd be fantastic if it works out that way texas a&m we obviously all recall went to the college world series so travis is wonderful lavoisier carroll will be back with us where would he go travis I mean, I would imagine he would. The only reason Lavoisier didn't play in the bowl game was he was injured, right? So, I mean, yeah, obviously I hope he is. I hope he's back. Um, I, I hope he's back for sure. Um, yeah. So. Absolutely hope he's back. Travi, we never got to see him run the ball. No, he never took the field. He never took the field. No, never took the field. So maybe he will in 2023, but uh, yeah, never saw the field. So Coach Ford says it's $6.5 million, an eight win season, 812000 per win. Coach Ford, I guess I'd ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think there should have been a raise at all? And if so, how much should Shane Beamer be paid? How much, Coach Ford, how much do you think Shane Beamer's worth? There's really no right or wrong answer. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Because I think a lot of it, Coach Ford, is just, it's it's the market. Like, what are coaches being paid? I mean, it's, it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point, you might think $2.75 million is a lot of money. And, and in common, you know, everyday life, normal, whatever, it is. But, like, when you look at comparing, I mean, he was dead last in the SEC of what he was getting paid. They had to increase his salary. They had to. They had to, right? I mean, $6.5 million for a head coach at this point is pretty standard. It's, it's not even that much. It's, it's not even a crazy amount. Uh, Aaron Hodges says he's not worth a nearly 300% increase. Okay. Are there others that feel that way? Are there others that feel that way? I mean, listen, I say this. You're worth whatever they're willing to pay you. So, I mean, I'm not going to blame, you know, obviously Shane Beamer is not going to be sitting there in negotiation. Well, I'm not quite worth that much. I mean, he's going to take every penny he gets, right? I mean, I would imagine so. So... James Kendall says the buyout structure is more important. I would agree with that. I, I, I would agree with that. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm, I love Coach Beamer, Beamer ball to the freaking moon. Uh, you still don't want to have some stupid payout. I, I, I don't, I don't care. You still don't want to have some stupid payout. So, but yes, I'd agree that the the raise is wild. 
The Rays is wild. Uh, Joey G, how long has it been since you saw smiling Gamecock football fans? Bro, it, it, it hasn't been long every day. We're, we're always smiling, my friend. We're always smiling. We're always smiling. So, we're always smiling. Joey G, great point. It's not my money. Yeah, give Beamer all the money he needs. It ain't, it ain't my money. Shit, give him the money. Hey, Beamer ball to the freaking moon, folks. Beamer ball to the freaking moon. Guys, we've hit 2 o'clock. Hey, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for yet another massively successful week a great start to the 2023 calendar year stay tuned guys we got a lot of stuff in the works uh in regards to remote shows the tsus tour we're going to get down to hilton head uh and do some more remote shows at carolina or excuse me carolina House, at uh carolina cigars as well looking forward to getting back down there i'll let you guys know when that's going to happen um outside of that yeah man guys again appreciate y'all thank y'all so much probably going to be working on some new merch this weekend as well so y'all stay tuned for that uh, going to be a lot of fun. And again, thank you all so much. Beauties in the banter. Never forget it. Y'all have a great weekend. Appreciate you all tuning in. And we will talk to you all on Monday. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens. And that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.